Hey guys, welcome to another podcast episode here with Jack and Nick. Hey guys. Well, for today's episode, we're out here talking about the importance of rest and recovery and fitness. And I can tell you guys right now, I have broken my fair share of bones just because I didn't know my body as well as I would have liked to. And I know we stress a lot about the mind-body connection and how it's important to know everything that comes with, uh, like, hey, where's my bicep? Hey, where's my tricep? And I think it really, it really does show off a lot more in the injury and prevention and the rest and recovery. Absolutely. I feel like when you take your time and start to focus on the movements and the muscle itself, instead of like the whole movement as a whole, when you break it down to like what muscles are contracting, what muscles are stretching, when you really take that time, there's just a lot less room for that injury. And I am lucky to say I've never broken a bone in my life, uh, but I have tore numerous amounts of muscles, uh, definitely hyperextended some stuff. And I mean, I've twisted a couple ankles, but most of my injuries were... Definitely more, uh, they were all, um, they were all caused in the gym from me not taking my time and maybe just being a little too immature when I was, uh, doing these exercises and they were all learning experiences. And I, I I think, uh, we should probably state what we're like a little bit more in depth on what we're talking about. I, I think we said it earlier, but it's more about rest and recovery for this episode. And then we're also talking about that preventing injuries and the recovery in general again so absolutely so like there's multiple ways like there's yes like every time we're performing a movement and exercise we need to be very cautious and dig deep so we're not preventing those injuries but as you said like there's a lot more you can do to prevent the injuries which is more aligned with the recovery side of things because overtraining is uh something that a lot of people definitely do and is could lead to you know taking a step forward two steps back yes our time is valuable and we want to like dedicate a lot of time to the gym and a lot of time to bettering ourselves but that recovery is key it really is and um when we're working out we're not yes like we're there to build muscle we're there to burn fat we've gone over all the different motivations and the different things we focus on in the gym but I don't know if we've touched base on that. On our last episode, we talked about the different styles of training and my different aspects of training. Yeah, but we talked about more like the foundations about Absolutely, what, and we what, did. what we need to do to help progress further with our journeys. Absolutely, and I feel like everything we talked about had to do with in the moment while we were working out. Yeah. And one thing, one most important factor that we kind of excluded in that whole two-part uh, podcast was the recovery side of things. Because mm-hmm. even if we do um, execute all these different aspects and we are having that strong foundation, again, recovery is part of the foundation. So making sure... We're getting adequate amounts of sleep and constantly just, you know, trying to go back and forth between different parts of the body, not overtraining. Yeah, most definitely. I think I said this last episode, and I think I've told you this before. We, I, I'm, I'm training with Brett right now, and he's a, he's a really good friend of mine for those in the audience that have absolutely no idea who this Brett fellow is. 
And he came to me and he said he wanted to, you know, he wanted to work out. He wanted to make sure that he was taking better care of his body. And uh, in the past, and I mean, this is his story to tell, and hopefully we can have him on the podcast. We, I actually, him and I, we went and we were training when we were back in high school and he was lifting a little bit too much and he ended up hospitalizing himself. And so that was primarily my fault because I wasn't aware of all of the ins and outs like mm-hmm. we're talking right now, which I really wish there was a podcast yeah. or some kind of YouTube channel like we have currently to discuss and learn all these things. If you don't mind me asking, what uh, what at movement or was he... Uh... It was the squat. Uh, I could have guessed. I could have guessed. Yes. And that is a story for a later date because uh, I want him to tell from his side. Absolutely. And whenever we do have him on, we'll definitely have to hear that story. Oh, my God. It's just squats are one of those high-risk, high-reward exercises, and they really are. Buddy, um, when I... And they're, I mean, one of the, you know, one of the basic, uh, basic movements that are very important to get down. But again, like... It can be a high risk because the oh. amount of pressure put on your lower back there. He, uh, like I said, it's his story to tell, and I'm I'm probably gonna get shit on a lot in that episode, and I'm I'm a little I'm uh I'm in between right now on that because it's like that wasn't my brightest moment, but regardless, um, recovery and such, it's a big thing, right? And so for just. All, everybody out there, it's like when you were saying, you know, like overtraining with Brett specifically, we started to focus more on the technique and lower weights with high reps. And I told him, hey, whenever you feel like you're on that breaking line, like whenever you feel like, hey, my body is at that point where this like this is improper and this hurts, I told him to stop, rest yep. a little while. And I kind of equated it because I've got a really strong mathematics background to an exponential curve right so it's like if you start off doing proper form at the proper reps and you just leave your ego at the door you will see a far more uh, exponential curve growth in your fitness journey and you everything will compound on itself whereas if you were to just jump into the gym it's more of a linear growth if that makes sense It, it would you agree with that or I do, definitely on the exponential side of things, but even again, if like with that, lin- like comparing the linear to not building that strong foundation, like this can it can it can go negative real fast. I agree. It can. I so, agree. Um, but I definitely like that uh that uh, exponential comparison. I I hope uh, our viewers out there do kind of understand. We're not all math whiz out there. So an exponential. An exponential curve, exponential growth, in the simplest terms possible. Nick, how would you explain that to our viewers? So an exponential growth is, it starts off very slow. Like linear is a straight line, upward, downward, whatever you want to call it. But a exponential growth is this idea where it just constantly goes upward at a very, very fast rate. So like the increases, the increments of increases is almost doubling with over time. That's about so you're the not best just way to increasing yeah. at a stagnant or at a constant rate. That slope, if you will, is not constant. It's constantly increasing over time. 
That's about the best way to explain it, my man. Yeah. So, this is not a math podcast, so we'll leave it there. I just wanted to make sure everyone kind of understood what we're coming from for the oh, exponential 100%, side of 100%. But going further in, so yes, when we do build that foundation and make sure we have recovery, it could we can definitely see an exponential growth. And yes, it's not always going to maintain those that high, you know, uh, high increases in uh, strength and weight and improvement because no fitness journey is ever you know just straight up it's always a roller coaster going ups and downs and being aware of this i feel like is super important because i mean whenever and i'm sure you've had a a time like this in your journey uh when you're used to like when you're on a good track of seeing a lot of growth and a lot of uh improvement when you reach a rocky point or you like something happens maybe minor you don't know what causes like when something happens and you start to slow down or start to see a decrease it takes a big toll on you, doesn't it? Like on your mental health and just uh, your mentality, I feel like, of going at it definitely can I think can I think at some, uh, at some point that exponential growth just tapers. It, like it, it, you, you reach a point and it's like you start to do more and more weights. And then you're, you're at this point where, okay, now you're just being almost unsafe and unhealthy because you're – instead of doing the 50 pounds, you're like, I, I want to do 65 or – you just do that extra rep and you just you're hurting yourself so it's like we all come to that point in our journey where we just do where we just have that that weight where we just can't break past it and i absolutely think a big part of getting past it is the, the like that rest and recovery that pre- injury prevention and like you were saying earlier with sleep okay that's a big part of it oh such a big part of it and i know life uh Life can be quite busy and chaotic, and it's hard to keep sleep as a really top priority, but, like, it affects everything else. It affects all your waking hours, so why, like, why not take the extra steps and sacrifice a little bit of more daytime Mm -hmm. to make sure we are making the most out of our daytime? 100%. Like, I would rather be up for a good 16 hours of good quality time being effective than, say, up for 18, 20 hours, 8 you know, getting only four or six hours of sleep, but dragging on in the end of the oh, day and just, you know, wasting worst. time. I think, so just doing a little bit of research, m- most people, most scientists, they recommend you get seven to nine hours of sleep. Absolutely. Where, where do you sit on that? Like, are you, are you like, I get nine hours of sleep every night? roughly or are you like i get like four or three hours i'm i'm a six to eight type of guy uh i strive for eight if i can i'll get eight i'd say more commonly on an average day i get about seven ish hours of sleep which is good for me um if i'm busy i'm staying up late something happens i'm closer to the six hours and i can function off the six hours well uh during the 75 hard challenge the six hours isn't definitely uh, as practical for me i do need my full eight maybe even nine oh, and not gonna lie on the since i've started this challenge i have been allowing myself like these nine hours to sleep but i i you definitely need believe it, i need it and that's just me listening to my body and knowing that when i don't get enough sleep my two workouts just aren't they're not as effective you're not wrong i i think with all the shit I mean, because we have videos and we, we've talked about it in the past. Like our first episode was just you talking about your journey so far through the 75 harder. And eventually I, we'll, we'll have an episode when you come back from vacation where we'll talk about, okay, this is like post 75 hard. What's it like? Blah, blah, blah. Definitely. And I know that you just, 
what you're doing requires so much more energy. So that sleep is just an important component of just trying to be successful with it. And I know that like for today, like we, we had daylight savings, right? Hmm. And I'm like, why? I know I'm going to Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting that one. Now that we're not in school and I don't have teachers to remind me, I don't like... Amen, man. <laughs> dude, I, I woke up and yeah, I had no idea it was daylight savings until I got the text, you know? Until I went upstairs and saw that all the clocks were oh, wrong. I was yeah. like, oh. And of course, we lost an hour, so that's never fun, but... Yeah, but I mean... When we, we, to... made, we made up for it. Well, exactly. My thing is, is like... I could feel that I was like, I just had, like, why do I feel like shit? And it's like, I, I was like, I had five hours of sleep. And then I was like, okay, I need, I know for a fact, like I need six to just function as a human being today to do all of the work required. And it was like, I was really glad we did it. I mean, maybe I got like 10 extra minutes because if I'm being honest, I was tossing and turning, but it was that concept of prioritizing sleep that really was important. Yes, it is. And I'm definitely glad that we both, uh, you know, maintain that priority regardless. Mm-hmm. Now, so digging a little deeper into yeah. the sleep side of things, uh, I kind of want to talk about some steps you can take, which aren't fun steps, but easy ways you can do just to improve your quality of sleep. It's not oh. always about the amount of sleep. It's more about the quality of the sleep we're getting, making sure we're maximi- optimizing the amount of deep sleep we're getting, that REM sleep, you know? Not drinking alcohol before you sleep. That's a big one. But that's a start. Uh, I've, I've, and, no- yep. I've noticed that whenever, like, when I, was, when I was visiting family over in Europe, like, I drank enough to where I was, like, it set my sleep schedule correct. But the sleep was just so crappy. But it, it got me on their time zone. But I just, I noticed that, like, maybe if I had more time, I could have progressed myself in a little healthier bit of a way to just get to that point. Mm-hmm. And I think listening to your body is, like, the just the number one way to just get that deep sleep, if that makes sense. It does make sense. Like, essentially, you just want to pay attention to those signals or, like, why do I feel really tired right now? And it's like you're in the middle of the day, but like you, if you're going through the, you know, everyday trenches, it's like maybe I just had a workout. Maybe I just did this, blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, just listen. Maybe you just need to have a rest. And then maybe when you get towards actual sleeping, then those little mind-body connections you're trying to make end up paying off. Definitely, definitely. So going back to some of those small steps we can take, like uh, not drinking alcohol before we go to yes. bed, starter. Uh, That's always a start. So there's this uh, just kind of, not rule, but just something you could follow. It's like a three, two, one is what it's kind of referred to. Mm-hmm. And um, this is something I've been working on trying to practice. I'm not there yet. Uh, and I'll be frank with you, it's definitely hard for me personally. And I'm sure it's very hard for most people, but being constantly aware of it and trying to at least practice it will definitely be a drastic step in improving your sleep, quality of sleep. And so the three, two, one I'm referring to here is uh, three hours before you go to bed, you should stop. You should have your last meal. You should stop eating. Oh, that is uh, so hard. I don't know. I know, I know, I know. And we've kind of gotten into taking advantage of our metabolism cycle and this is just part of that you know when we go to bed our metabolism slows down throughout the night and it requires a lot less energy intake Mm -hmm. so 
we want to take advantage of that, making sure we're not giving our body too much so we're just not adding reserved fat there. Um, it's not just to optimize the metabolism. Also, again, metabolizing food takes extra energy. So we're just going to, it's going to be a lot easier on our body to um, slow down and get ready for sleep when we don't have stuff, substrates to metabolize. So trying to make dinner our last meal and not eating three hours before bed can be important. Yeah, but... Water. You want to stop drinking water two hours before you go to bed. Again, okay. just helps requiring less of that and request uh, or require less of that energy in your body, less processes activating. Activating, and then the last one, which is uh, everybody's favorite, is that uh, that blue light, that uh, the phone, the screen, oh, God. Down, you know, turning your phone off an hour before you sleep. I suck at this. Yeah, and I'm sure most of our viewers out there do. Uh, I do as well, and just really trying to limit that is really going to help improve your REM sleep and just overall the quality there. Okay. I mean, it makes sense, the three, the two, the one, but that's just, uh, that is not an easy thing. That is just a, uh, that's just tough. Now, when you do the three, two, one, like, what is the hardest part? The three, the two, or the one? Because... With the seventy-five hard, I mean, we talked about it before. You've you've been doing, you've been trying to do this. All of it, um, all, all of it. especially for the seventy-five hard, because one of my big challenges, I have a lot, but one of my big challenges is the waking up early part of things. And we're gonna get into how important waking up early can be on our efficiency throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I do not wake up early enough. I have to go to work, and then I have to get off work, which I have a funky schedule. So if I'm not off, I don't get home till seven some nights. Throws uh, your day off. Thirty or nine on other nights. Um, I have to get both my workouts in, and I have to like, you know, make sure I've had my full gallon of water in. So like sometimes I'm stressing to get a workout in late or eating, putting enough calories in me b- before I go to bed, and a lot of times I don't eat dinner till nine o'clock or ten o'clock. Uh, based off of my work schedule and then my girlfriend's work schedule, Ashley. Mm-hmm. So that part doesn't always work out for me, but I do at least implement having dinner be the last thing I eat, which is very hard. Most definitely. Again, the water, it just depends. I'm at the point now, I'm, you know, I have less than five days of this challenge. I'm on day 70. So at this point, I've been pretty good at maintaining my water intake. But still, there's some days where I realize, oh shoot, I have a half, I have a quart I gotta drink, and I'm going to bed, you know. So there's lots of nights where I have to wake up in the middle of the night and go pee due to that, which sucks. And again, that takes me out of that deep sleep, and that's why drinking that water can definitely have a negative effect. And then the screen time, uh, that I mean, it correlates a little bit for the 75 hard. If I don't get my 10 minutes of reading in, a lot of times I would do that right before I go to sleep which yeah. is fine, and I was using books. I had multiple books I was reading, so that's, like, a good practice. But lately, I've been doing a lot more reading on my phone, which, you know, isn't the best practice to do right before Yeah, bed. but it's, like, double-dipping, so it's almost like you got to be really flexible with that because like, I know whenever I'm trying to sleep, I always need to read, so I'm looking at my phone, and, like, I don't... Because, like, having a nightlight, right, or some kind of light while you're reading, it just it doesn't... It's just a lot more work than just pulling out your phone and, like, just going to, like, a, I use a library app, and I just go to the, mm-hmm. you know, the book I'm reading at the time. And, Absolutely. And it's just, it's just one of those things, man. Like, you gotta, you gotta balance it out. And I think at this point, it's just, like, 
we're old enough to, you know, tell the difference between whether or not we're being truthful to ourselves. So it's something to definitely consider. Now, I think this is the part of the podcast where we're going to have to come to an end. We're getting towards uh, a stopping point here, Jack. But do you have anything else you want to tell our viewers? Um, just a little bit of a recap, um, just to maintain recovery, because I know a lot of people like to stay the consistency of working out each day. Us promoting recovery doesn't mean you have to have a day off of no working out. But again, it's more of that having that diversity. So like not just strength training five, seven days a week. Like as I talked on some of our previous podcast, some of my ways of recovery is doing yoga. And that's still working out. That's still staying intense. So just keep an open mind, guys. If we do need a recovery day, maybe just spend a good 30 minutes stretching, you know, or a good walk. Mm-hmm. And that's a good way to recover while still getting that exercise in. And that's kind of where I uh, wanted to end it there, sir. I think uh, we're definitely going to have to do a few more parts to this because there's a lot of Absolutely stuff to cover. Absolutely, there is. And uh, guys, I will see you on part two. Yes, sir. See y'all then.